Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the fabulous Tempe Center for the Arts. How's everyone doing tonight? We have a fantastic show for you, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it's Tony Vizic's birthday bash. It is the roast of Tony Vizic, ladies and gentlemen. We know we're all out here to uh, hear uh, several comics say wonderful things about a uh, comedy institution. Once you became an institution, well, no, you should quit, but I still have a house to pay for. Ladies and gentlemen, we only have two rules tonight. The first one, you have as much fun as humanly possible. The second one, that you please keep your table conversation to a minimum so everyone around you can enjoy the festivities. And now, if you would please, a warm welcome for your host and MC, Beloved Haas. Once again, how's everybody doing tonight? Okay, I'm no longer Floyd Haas right now. I'm Phony Visick, okay? Anybody here know Tony already? Okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna introduce everybody that's gonna come up here tonight, okay? First, Mr. Danny Garcia. Next, Mr. DJ Payne. Next, Mr. Josh Graves. Next up, Michael Cardoza. Followed by Jim Bembro. Followed by Lee Hope. Followed by Ebony Coyle. Followed by Mike Ramsey. And Jonathan Gregory. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the man that we're all here to roast, Mr. Tony Lissick. And Mr. Tony Green. Sorry, I couldn't see very well. I'm a little bit tired. They had me put up in a hotel in Apache Junction. It's uh, not a good part of Apache Junction either. I could tell it wasn't a good part because we had to go to the gas station and there was a payphone there. And people were on it. Right across the street, there was a great big sign that said, on a building, it was a, like a stop sign. It was red with white writing and it said, no drug use, no drug selling, no prostitution. And about 15 people standing in front of it who couldn't read. <laughs> Had to take an Uber from Apache Junction. I don't know if you've ever taken an Uber from Apache Junction, but it's been a long time since I've ridden in the back of a pickup. <laughs> so a couple of the people here that we have, uh, for one, Ernie Green. <laughs> I tried to forget about him, and now I'm trying to hide him. 
I don't know if, uh, pay attention to Ernie's jokes. Ernie talks a little bit fast sometimes, and uh, you could uh, miss his punchline if you blink. Ernie, <laughs> Ernie is a pitcher in a local ball club, baseball club, I don't know if you knew that. And right now, Ernie is leading the strikeouts in the league on Tinder. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. And let's see, where's Lee? Lee's here. She's so nice. Lee's all dressed up nice. She's like our own Martha, Martha Stewart because she's been in prison. But it was by choice. I don't want to give up. Every, I don't want to give away all of Josh Gray's act, but uh, he gets hot. Mike Ramsey, Mike Ramsey. I, I was running out of joke ideas. I was going to look some up on the internet, and I thought, then what would Mike do? <laughs> then uh, also, uh, I don't know if you know about this, but the first time Mike came up on stage, uh, Mike, my friend brought him up, and my friend called him, forgot his name, and called him Reese's. You know, like the candy bar. He was wearing an orange shirt. I would have mentioned that, but that had nothing to do with it. Uh, Tom Sims. Tom Sims, maybe? Oh, I had the most jokes about Tom. Jonathan Gregory. Jonathan Gregory. Uh, some people think he's like his character. He's nothing like his character. I've seen Jonathan play with children small animals. What song, Pet a Baby Chick? Actually, it was a full-grown chicken. He was, he was going, coo 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 petting. Actually, it wasn't a chicken, it was a dead chicken. Actually, it was just a piece of chicken, and he was petting it, going, coo coo. It was one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. I was not nearly as disturbed as a child who was eating it. Hey, Jonathan, this character thing. Kind of easy, right? I don't know, I just thought you made it look, you just made it look a lot more difficult. I'd skip a bunch of those. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So now for the man of the hour here. Tony Visit. I don't know if you guys saw this on my uh, announcement, but uh, Tony's kind of like the, uh, the Dos Equis guy. He doesn't often get roasted, but when he does, it's by people who paid him to teach him how to do it. <laughs> Rich couldn't be here tonight, so I did one of his jokes. Rich Scheidner. A local competitor actually wished Tony a happy birthday as sort of a backhanded compliment. And, uh, but I, I know Tony and I kind of, but anyways, let's be fair, right? You guys should all go see him. He's performing at, that's um, no, closed. 
Um, no, no, I'm sorry. You got a new place in the... Oh, that's close, too. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, wait. You got a new place, and uh, it was a, it's a comedy club inside of a Mexican restaurant inside of a hotel. He closed all three of them. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed their time so far tonight. I'm going to bring up the first roaster here. Uh, we're going to bring up Mr. Danny Garcia. All right, all right. Give it up. Give it up to poor Floyd fucking Haas over here. Floyd Haas. Jesus Christ. Oh, I know. We're bone marrow cancer. Anyways. Jesus Christ. This is the ugliest fucking dance I've ever seen. It's like an underground meeting for sex offenders. <laughs> I mean, none of you are that. Speaking of, Oh, thank you. Oh, no, no, I wasn't talking. It's a, it's a, you can roast me after. She said uh, you look yeah. like John Mayer. I know. What? Hey, it's a compliment. It's a compliment. Uh, thank you. I'm trying to get in the mood to roast these motherfuckers right now. Sorry. Oh, by the way, thank you very much. You're a very lovely lady. You a bad childhood. It makes you uncomfortable when people are... Ah, shut your mouth. You look like Geppetto with a fucking conviction. There. Hey, hold on. Where was that? Hey, wait, what are you even talking, fat boy? You look like you look like you swallowed Steven Seagal and stretched out his shirt. Yeah. Look at you. You look like a fucking Frankenstein creation of Ron Jeremy's mustache and Danny DeVito's unfuckability. Fucking guy. The only way you're getting fucked this weekend is when you get the test results of your cholesterol levels. <laughs> when your bowling shirt. Anyways, what else? Uh, uh, who else did I write shit on? Uh, Josh Graves. Sorry, man. I don't know you. You're a nice guy. I don't know you, but you're, you're pretty cool. All I know is like your face reminds me of a tired sea turtle. It's like. <laughs> Clownfish going to the ocean and search for something. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Tell you, man, if you were if you were a ninja turtle, you'd be the one with bad credit. No. <laughs> oh, let's see. Where to move on? Other turtle-looking people here. Michael Cardoza. Give it up for him. He's the guy with the glasses. There, Michael. Where's your fucking fedora, man? You're not wearing it. Uh, well, uh, thank God. Jesus Christ, man. You fucking former drunk. Why are you still wearing a fedora? You know, that thing went out of style the same day your fucking liver went out of commission. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> that is. Jesus, Michael, your liver works so little it receives a welfare check. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, your liver might be lazy, but I gotta say, you're a hard worker. If you ever check out Michael's stuff, he's on Facebook, he puts comedy sketch videos and all that thing, but the only thing you're missing, Michael, is like, People only want to see you on camera if you're wearing an orange jumpsuit and the guy next to you is holding a machete while he reads from the Quran. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of things that were choked on camera, only this time it was fat. Mike Ramsey here. Mike. Michael Ramsey, man. God, look at you, dude. You look like a guy that enters a hot dog eating contest to warm up for a pie eating contest. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you're, you're the only guy I know that needs some R&R &R after he takes a shit. That's like, 
Let me pull off, boss. And I'm, and I'm sure you probably, uh, you, you guys all seen this shirt. That's kind of uh, Mike Ramsey's motto. Arrive, offend, leave. And he, and he did that years ago when he bit the head off a trainer at SeaWorld. <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing, Mike, is like nobody is offended by your jokes. They're offended at the fact that you think you can do comedy. <laughs> look at you, man. You're big, you're gassy, and your face is red. You look like the next phase of a yellow star. Jesus. All right, what other pieces of shit are on this stage? Oh, hey, look, the Indian boy, brown boy, Avanoff boy, oh, give it up, Avanoff. Well, oh, isn't that crazy? You know, I, I looked it up. Hinduism has 330 million gods, and not one of them can make you pleasant. fucking <laughs> <laughs> it. Dude, look at you, you funny-looking bastard. It looks like you were slapped by every arm on Vishnu. <laughs> shit. Avanoff. Uh, fucking Avanoff. Dude, you're irritating and you make women uncomfortable. You're like a yeast infection. <laughs> Look, the, the only way you would get, the only way a woman would ever get near you is if you started moisturizing with Monistat 7. <laughs> there you go. Well, what about other things that people don't want to fuck? DJ Payne, man. Look at the guy with the glasses. Look at that dumb look. You look like Limp Biscuit going to court. You fucking idiot. You look like fucking Grizzly Adams fuck the douchebag or something. You big tall six foot four bastard or whatever you are. The only who gives a shit. It fucking matters. No one's fucking you. Your dick is like three inches long. The only reason. The only reason Native Americans believe in Sasquatch is because they caught DJ taking a shit by a reservation. Dude, you look like a guy that fucked his sister to prove to his gay brother that he wasn't into him. <laughs> Dude, fucking it. Yes, it's a roast. It's a roast. That's what you do. I didn't come here to say I like it. Oh, no. Uh, uh, DJ. DJ, you're a cool guy, man, but uh, I feel bad for your love life. You just can't get a break. The last date he was on, it got interrupted by Chris Hansen. <laughs> Alright, let's go let's go to something a little uh, easier on the eyes. Lee Hout! Lee Hout, look at Lovely. Look, look at your boobs. They're looking nice right now. Oh my god. Look at those things. Your tits are so big they need to be held up by Atlas. That's a yeah. But you're also having trouble in your love life too, you know. Lee Lee is the only girl that gets roofied so the guy can get out of it. <laughs> Poor Lee. The last time you had fingers inside of you was when the doctor was pulling out the tapeworm. <laughs> Jesus. And, and your pussy is so dark and dusty that Charlotte spun a web in it. <laughs> you're a big, big giant pussy. It's like, uh, you're, you're, your pussy looks like a beakless octopus that tried to swallow Johnny Depp on a pirate ship. But I guess that would be the only way to get a got hot guy inside of you. <laughs> Oh, look, that would... <laughs> I know, she's so likable. I, I, I don't mean it. Whatever. It's not going to get nice. It's not going to get nice. And uh, speaking of people that aren't nice, there any green over here. God, it took me two days to get around you. Jesus. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck happened to your eyebrows? You look like a Hiroshima victim. <laughs> Jeez. And speaking of bombs, if North Korea keeps acting up, we're going to drop Ernie's jokes on them. 
boxing classes. It looks like the last punch you took had the word Hawaiian in front of it. Uh, but I kid, man. I kid, man. And, and I know you, people probably make fun of you. You know, you're fat, you're bald, you've probably been compared to Uncle Fester, but that's inaccurate. Un Uncle Fester was likable. I would say, uh, I would say you're more like Dracula because most people would rather see you in the coffin than both of your hearts can't handle the steak. Uh, Let's see what others, what other monsters are out here. Jonathan Gregory, oh, hey, Mr. John, with your hair. God, you look like a guy that would shoot up an orphanage. <laughs> Just a fucking, you, you know, you look like Caesar the Chimp fuck Glenn Danzig from the Misfits. <laughs> but there's uh, a little tidbit. Scientists believe, uh, scientists believe human contracted the AIDS virus when a man went into the jungles of Africa and fucked Jonathan Gregory. <laughs> there you go, but enough of this. We're here to have fun and we're here to celebrate the lesbian of the hour, Tony Bissett here. Tony Bissett, 62 years of age. You look like Diane Keaton at 71. <laughs> Jesus Christ, fuck with that look. That look belongs to a pair of chaps and a submissive Asian boy. Dude, and what's, and what's up with your comedy? Your comedy is like Aquanet. It was big in the 80s, but no one's buying that shit anymore. <laughs> you gotta rework on it. I'm telling you, man, if your act gets any cheesier, these two are gonna try to eat it. <laughs> look at that. That, that fucking, fucking ponytail and glasses. You look like Pendulette Senior. <laughs> You look like a washed up magician that made his metabolism disappear. <laughs> Dude, and your, your stories, man, your stories are too long and it's uncomfortable to watch you tell them. You're like Groucho Marx after the stroke. <laughs> and not to worry, man, not to worry, because what, what you've lost with age, you have gained in breast. And that's what Tony, Tony. You know, and Tony, uh, you know, I'm just, and, Enough, man. You know, I, in all seriousness, I love you. You you helped me be a comic. I was a big pussy when I came up there, and uh, you 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 helped me do a lot of things. I and look, man. You, you're an inspiration. You're you kind of you're like Caitlyn Jenner, dude. <laughs> you know, you both have gone through some changes. As, as we know, uh, you know, Bruce became Caitlyn in your later years, and uh, you became a hack in yours. So. <laughs> And all serious, man. Now I'm, I'm totally. This is just bullshit. I'm talking jokes. I don't mean any of this shit, man. This is cool. Thank you for everything, man. Alright, keep it going for Danny Garcia. That's the way it's done, right? A man who thinks that uh, being compared to a singer who's banged everybody in Hollywood and having big boobs is a put down. Well, I thought that this was going to be kind of clean tonight, but I guess that's out the fucking window. <laughs> okay, that's uh, not going to delay this anymore. Let's bring up DJ Payne. Fight Haas, ladies and gentlemen. Steven Seagal, if he sprayed his hair with that shit that makes a tree looks like it has snow on it at Christmas. I'm going to kind of do this uh, alphabetically just to clear things up, though. If you guys ever... Uh, 
taken like three huge barn rips and then left to go where you're going, got where you got, and realized one would have been fine? It's me right now. <laughs> Mr. Alanoff Goyle, I'm going alphabetically by first name, so d d despite my efforts, he does not like me. I figured out why, though. Uh, I'm three things he'll never be, tall, handsome, and funny. Abhinav does has one of the funniest bits I've ever heard, though. He might have told you guys this. Uh, he says, I'm going to be famous. <laughs> uh, Ernie Green's up here. Ernie Green scares the shit out of me. Uh, we're the same age, and the first time I met him, I was like, who the fuck is this old, unfunny guy? <laughs> Ernie reminds me of Bill Cosby. Uh, his body looks like it's full of jello pudding, and uh, most women won't leave their drinks around him. <laughs> Mr. Josh Graves, uh, I barely know you. I've seen you at an open mic twice. The second time I was like, I've heard these jokes before, and then I realized I was stoned, and it's the same guy. Um, he does have like a podcast or sketch video thing, though, that's called Hard Fives. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. I'll plug it. But uh, back in my day, it wasn't cool to brag about the collective length of you and your friend's dicks. <laughs> Mr. Jonathan Gregory does not scare me. I'm bigger than you are, as is one of my testicles. So, just kidding. He's gonna put me in the fucking trunk later and burn me in the desert. Miss Lee Hulk is up here, everybody. She has, a, she has a bit where she talks about cheap birth control of throwing herself down the stairs. She stayed the night at my house the other night, and now I know why she wanted me to hit her with the car the next morning. Mr. Michael Cordoza is up here. Uh, he's the whitest Mexican I've ever met in my life. He puts sour cream and orange cheese on everything. Those of you that know, that's not authentic Mexican food. Google it. It's like the top result. Uh, yeah, Chipotle. You eat that's how That's how white he is. He eats a Chipotle. Um, Mike Ramsey's up here. Barely know this guy. He, he confirmed my suspicions, though, that he does have a pussy. He posted his cat on Facebook a few weeks ago, which says a lot. Uh, his shirt says, arrive, offend, leave, but I've heard people say three different words during the set, are you done, and you're not funny. Uh, the man we're here to roast, though, Mr. Tony Visick. Everybody give it up for this man. Um, it's his birthday. He's old as fuck. Uh, people have said, you know, and even the tagline for this, uh, for this event in the email was, people refer to Tony as a comedic institution here in Phoenix. And I, and I agree, that's where a lot of people think you should be locked up. <laughs> Tony Visick, folks, there's not a lot I can even say about him that he hasn't said about himself. <laughs> Tony is the type of comic that will present himself on his own showcase, poorly. Really, uh, Tony's like a second father to me, though. Don't get me wrong, my real father's amazing, but Tony shows me what it'd be like to have a recovered alcoholic as a dad. <laughs> a nice contrast. One of my uh, fondest memories of Tony was here in this actual building right here. Uh, in the middle of class, we, uh, we told him that Trump lost Florida. And uh, the look on his face was similar to what it is now. A little bit of mad, a little bit of sadness. That didn't work. Uh, <laughs> political jokes suck, right? Fuck political jokes. We do that shit on The Tonight Show every night. If the Guinness Book of World Records uh, held a uh, record for comments on a post and broke it down into categories like, let's say, political, 
Tony's Facebook post would be in running. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug, folks. Just look at Tony. <laughs> Tony's initials are TV, Tony Visick. But TV also stands for television and transvestite. <laughs> and being that he lived in Hollywood for a long time, we know he has experience with both. Few, a few folks couldn't make it tonight, and uh, they gave me a little bit of, of, of some stuff. Some of them were questionable, like I'm not saying that even if I give you credit. But uh, Mr. Daniel Bro said if Tony ever got lost in the woods or the desert, he'd be easy to find with all the names that he drops. <laughs> that, that's like arguably the best joke in my set, and I fucking wish I wrote it. Thank you, Daniel Bros. Um, Kevin Haas said, if Tony was a better teacher, we'd all be, have our own Netflix specials and be headlining. He's new, folks, and now you understand why more classes will help him. I told him I'd say that, though. Um, but no, seriously, I, I would not be where I am at today without Tony, comedically, um, and maybe even in life, as sad as I'd like to admit it, as my age. Um, but he's helped me more than anyone knows, and, and I know for a fact he's helped every single one of the fuckers up on this stage, too. And so uh, we all should give it up for him, all of us. Not even um, I appreciate everything he does for me and all the other comics as well. And uh, with that being said, everything up here is your fault, sir. <laughs> Thank you very much. Keep going for DJ Payne. DJ said that he saw Josh Graves and thought that he'd heard those jokes before and then realized it was the same guy, right? Actually, and he said he was stoned. Actually, he was really, really stoned. So was Josh. It was only at one open mic, and Josh just went up and did the exact same set right after he finished the first one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Graves. Yeah. Yep, I'm high. Gloria, uh, <laughs> so I really do want to say, uh, Tony, he, he, real quick, he has mentored and taught a lot of comedians in the scene. Let's just give him a round of applause. Uh, countless numbers of uh, talented performers, and uh, then there's everyone on this stage tonight. Uh, I've seen uh, I've seen funnier groups of people at an alt right open mic night than what's in store tonight. Uh, tonight, uh, tonight's uh, lineup of comedians is a reminder of two things: one, roast the ones you love, and two. Always respect a woman's right to choose. Um, uh, Ernie Green's here. Ernie, stay hidden, please. Fuck. Um, Ernie's such a nice guy. He looks like a handsome version of Sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> you guys. Ernie Green can walk into any strip club in Maricopa County, but regardless, he's gonna order the chicken wings. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike Ramsey's here. Uh, I didn't mean to make a joke about abortion. Mike's actually a preemie baby. Uh, <laughs> He prematurely ruined his mother's vagina, so um, that one deserved more. Um, uh, nice to be here and watch Danny Garcia peak in Phoenix comedy. Uh, <laughs> Danny, uh, 
Danny hangs out at the skate park. Uh, he doesn't skateboard a lot. It's just cheaper to buy weed from 12-year-olds. <laughs> Danny's actually here to put a face to Asperger's syndrome. So it's a great, great thing. Danny, uh, you look like you lost your virginity in an empty community college theater. Um, <laughs> Danny, your hair looks like an Albanian woman's pubic hairs. I don't, I don't know too much. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> DJ Payne, you look like a wedding DJ who sells ecstasy is all I have for you. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Gregory's here. He's only the second worst comedian to win funniest comedian with a day job contest ever. <laughs> People either dislike Jonathan's comedy or file a restraining order. There's only two options. <laughs> Me and my friend uh, Jim Bambro, actually, um, the one with the fucking spike, the streaks in his fucking hair right there. Jim, we helped write jokes. Uh, Jim's from Wisconsin. He's blue collar. Jim's so blue collar, he lives in Scottsdale and drives an Audi. Um, <laughs> Jim, thanks for helping me write and uh, for humbling us this evening with your douchiness. Um, <laughs> but now for uh, some jokes about this fucker right here. Uh, I mean, what, what can't be said about Tony that hasn't already been said in a deposition regarding tax fraud? You guys know? <laughs> Tony is originally from Missouri, which is known as the Show Me State, um, which Tony mistook for Show Me How Many Times You Can Be Arrested for Cocaine Possession. Um, <laughs> the phrase he's uh, most familiar with is Show Me Your License and reg Registration Accident. Um, so. He did move to Los Angeles, where he became a triple threat to the LAPD. Um, when it comes to drugs, Tony's been chasing the dragon way longer than any Game of Thrones episodes behind you guys. <laughs> Tony's uh, clean and sober, but he's also mean and older. <laughs> Tony's so old, his grandpa gave him a Robert E. Lee rookie card. Just kidding, you guys. Tony's a liberal, which means he has a lot of white guilt. Uh, <laughs> Tony has so much white guilt, whenever he's served at a restaurant by a minority, he tips him out by buying him a house in Maricopa. So <laughs> <laughs> but he's actually, he's, he's, he's a cheap son of a bitch, you guys. He's fucking, he's a cheap motherfucker. Tony's so cheap, he votes Democrat, but he's actually a registered Jew. So, uh, <laughs> Tony, you're like a father figure to me. You're like a father who figured out how to leave without paying child support, so. <laughs> Tony's been sued more times than SeaWorld has. <laughs> but at least when they screw up a scholarship fund to start it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tony actually sues and gets sued so much, he actually just ended up making Siri his legal counsel. <laughs> An embezzlement charge carries a max sentence of 15 years. 
I've never seen Picasso paint, but I've seen Tony teach stand-up comedy, which leads me to believe Picasso was also full of shit. Um, <laughs> Uh, I used to work for Tony, actually. Instead of cash, he paid me in stage time and insults about my mother. Um, I mean, at least Bernie Madoff gave his assistant smoke breaks. You know what I'm saying, you guys? Tony, uh, actually, when he was L.A., uh, his uh, acting coach was the famous Lee Strasberg. Lee taught uh, Pacino, De Niro, Marlon Brando, and folks. Three out of four had too fucking bad, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, um... Tony, uh, Tony's been to more meetings than Amy Winehouse, but it's not how you get there as long as you accomplish your final goal, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Bye! Bye. <laughs> I just wanted to comment on one of Josh's jokes, but I don't think anybody here would believe that I get high. It sounded so much better when it was right over here in my head. Okay, on that flat note, Mr. Michael Cardoza. comedy for about nine months. Tony's been a great mentor, and uh, he's taught me a lot. Um, I'm going to start with Lee. Lee Howe, great friend, great person. Uh, Lee's the type of girl who would have a one-night stand consensually with a guy, but then cry rape the next morning because he wants to stay for breakfast. <laughs> I feel really bad for Lee's boyfriend. She uses him and keeps him a secret from her family, not to mention she has to change his batteries every week. <laughs> Lee is so fashionably laid back. After, after I got to know her, I realized that the holes in her jeans were a result of her night job on Van Buren. <laughs> I saw Lee walking down the street one time by herself. I felt really bad, I tried to offer her a ride, but then I was cock-blocked by her pimp. <laughs> Ernie Green, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ernie is a big guy, all right? Let's, uh, let's, not, let's not hide the fact that he's a big guy. Matter of fact, when Tony asked him to be on this roast, Ernie thought that it was a potluck. <laughs> Tuna casserole is the closest Ernie will ever get to a wet vagina. Meets all his Tinder dates at Cruising Fifth. <laughs> Ernie's so desperate, he once ordered cable because it was the closest he'd ever get to having cocks. <laughs> Danny, Danny Garcia, ladies and gentlemen. Danny is a perfect example of what Johnny Depp would look like if he ended up on Skid Row. <laughs> You never know, there's still time, ladies and gentlemen. Danny is so pale, he looks like he bathes in gold bond medicated powder. Danny's got a great head of hair, though, doesn't he? 
He looks like Tom Hanks from Big playing Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't know anything about Josh Grace, but it's, it's good that you took a break from masturbating to be here tonight. <laughs> DJ Payne, ladies and gentlemen. DJ is actually Danny's secret lover. Just so you know. <laughs> the truth is out, okay? <laughs> the drapes definitely match the curtain, I heard. <laughs> DJ is the type of person to offer hand jobs inside of a taco truck. <laughs> but guac is extra. I actually wrote it when I was in the toilet. <laughs> DJ just got back from visiting his relatives. I asked him to bring me back a souvenir and he brought me back a tiki torch. <laughs> just by DJ being here proves that racism is alive and well. And why does DJ dress like Eminem's drunk uncle? If you ever want to piss DJ off, just invite him over to your house and hide all the mayonnaise. <laughs> DJ always gets confused with a real DJ, because the but the only difference is, is that a real DJ can actually entertain a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Some people liked it. Abhinav Goyal. Give it up for Abhinav Goyal. Abhinav's a nice guy, he's a very nice person, but it's difficult to converse with him because he only thinks in algorithms. <laughs> Abhinav can't, put it this way, Abhinav cannot leave his backpack anywhere. <laughs> Abhinav, is, Abhinav is the kind of guy that'll take karate lessons with eight-year-olds just to impress a, fem a female that's not even the kid's mom. Abhinav told me that he wants to be famous one day. I said, well, the only way to be famous is to have your own sex tape. He told me that he didn't feel very comfortable documenting his first sexual experience. <laughs> Abhinav said he wants his first time to be a surprise, so he created a profile for himself on womenofbangkok.com. <laughs> Abhinav is the type of person to pay for sex with Lee, <laughs> but then demand a refund if she forgets to give him a receipt. <laughs> so, so we've all heard the rumor that if you surgically remove your bottom ribs, you will easily be able to give yourself a blowjob. I'm happy to see that Jonathan Gregory is up and about after his surgery. It's fantastic. <laughs> Ron Jeremy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I wrote a couple about Mike Ramsey. I don't even know you, Mike Ramsey, but I'm just going to say <laughs> Mike is the type of guy who would roofie himself in hopes that someone would just rape him. <laughs> Mike's, beard, Mike's beard looks like Bambi Woods Bush and Debbie Does Dallas. 
I, that was the most famous porn that I could think of. <laughs> 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 okay. All right, so now the man of the hour, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Visick. When I first started comedy schools, I was a little nervous, but thought that it was pretty cool to see that my instructor was a former WWF wrestler. <laughs> and then as I got to know Tony, I thought, man, that Razor Ramon is an asshole. <laughs> Whenever I ask Tony a question, he always gives me that look like he's high on meth half the time. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> Tony has so many great stories that he wants to tell you about the 70s and the 80s, he just can't remember them because he was high the whole fucking time. <laughs> Tony, but you know, Tony has made it through some tough times in life, surviving and str as a struggling comic to almost losing everything he's worked hard for. And now at his age, he's lucky if he can make it to the bathroom. <laughs> Tony has dodged many bullets in his life. He's dodged a couple of wars. He's dodged a cocaine overdose. He's even been able to dodge a haircut. Tony's the only guy I know who, do, who does what he says that he's going to do. He's also the only man I know with a ponytail. <laughs> and Ron Jeremy over here. <laughs> and Jonathan. Tony, <laughs> damn it, you're ruining my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Tony hopes to finish the fight strong and hopes to score big before he checks out. When in reality, he just hopes to go a day without leaking himself. <laughs> but finally, Tony's been doing stand-up comedy since I was in diapers. 30 years later, he's doing stand-up comedy in his diapers. <laughs> Happy birthday, Tony. Give it up for Michael Cordoza. We all get it now, I look like Ron Jeremy. <laughs> I've actually had a couple of uh, porn stars tell me the same thing that have worked with Ron Jeremy. I get it, I look like him. Mostly in this area, right here. Also in this area, right here. Never in this area. Can't make fun of me, I'll make fun of me. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jim Bambro. I know it's past your bedtime, Tony, so I'm going to try to make this quick. Um, I don't know most of you people, so I haven't prepared any jokes, but I'm going to give it a whirl. Um, well, there we'll work through this together, okay? <laughs> you seem cute as a button, darling, uh, but you look pretty young. I'm pretty sure I have underwear older than you. Um, I was sitting here, I felt like I had a contact high, and I couldn't figure out why until I realized I was two seats away from Josh Graves. Um, dude, you were really funny, man. Give it up for Mexican John Mayer. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Ernie Green is here. I love Ernie, man. He's like the Phoenix comedy mascot. He's awesome. <laughs> Mike Ramsey, 
Um, you kind of look like Zach Galifianakis with Down Syndrome. <laughs> this is awesome. I, uh, this is great. This is like a panel of comedy rejects. This is like the dream team of failed Phoenix comedy up here. It's amazing. <laughs> Promo code failure. You know, Tony actually wasn't even going to come here tonight. There was a bit of confusion. Somebody told him there was a roast at the TCA tonight. He thought there was going to be baby carrots and mashed potatoes. Or like that. When I first met Tony, he taught a comedy school in the Scottsdale Air Park. And you took it. <laughs> I took that class, man. Because as you all know, that's where all the comedy grades start. In the fucking Scottsdale Air Park. It seemed pretty appropriate, though, because taking Tony's comedy class is a lot like flying a plane into a burning building, so I felt comfort. By the way, I think the toughest part of this whole thing for Tony is shutting the fuck up for like five minutes at a time in between comments. Like the first two years that I knew Tony, he mispronounced my name. Every single time he brought me up on stage, it was always like, Rambo! Bam Bruff, Bam Lama Ding Dong. That's a kind of personal. I was pissed off until I learned that, you know, it's not that he didn't like me or respect me. It's that he doesn't like or respect anybody. <laughs> One time I made the mistake of trying to correct him. I said, hey man, uh, my last name is pronounced Bambro. And this is what he said to me. This is, I'll never forget this. This is exactly what he said to me. Hey, I'll pronounce your name however I want to pronounce your name, okay? Bam bruff. <laughs> you know, Tom, Tony used to do comedy in the 80s, um, and he also did a lot of drugs in that same time frame. Uh, he was a lot like Sam Kinison, minus the talent. <laughs> and unfortunately, minus the untimely death. <laughs> Tony is a Los Angeles Clippers fan, which goes to prove that he likes other things that are shitty other than his own comedy. <laughs> Honestly, God, one time Tony, he, Tony told me that he was the bodyguard for Sylvester Stallone. And I think that was back when he was doing a lot of drugs because I think what he really meant to tell me was that one time he went to go see a Sylvester Stallone movie and then did a lot of coke and got his ass kicked. <laughs> Every time I see Tony, he wears like the same fucking outfit. This is my Tony Visick shirt. I wear it every time I come to the show at the TCA. You know, um, Albert Einstein wore the same outfit every day, uh, except he was brilliant. I don't know what your excuse is because on your best day you're mediocre. Uh, two years ago, Tony had a 60th birthday party. He threw for himself because he's a class act like that. Uh, it was actually right here at the TCA. Uh, and I, I was not able to make it because um, I didn't want to. But even if I didn't want to, I don't think I would have made it because Tony told me I would have had to bring 15 people. They wouldn't let me in the door. 
Um, since I've known Tony, he's gotten married, uh, which was a real surprise to me because I assumed him and Kevin O'Day were life partners. <laughs> uh, nice hair, douche. We need to talk about this. You know, I think the only one who should be allowed to have a gray ponytail is Gandalf. <laughs> Not a failed comedy instructor. You look like an older, more creepy version of the Fonz. You look like you jumped a shark 25 years ago and nobody had the common courtesy to let you know. You look like you're about to do magic. Watch me board 87 people to tears. You know what you look like? You look like Steven Seagal, fuck Floyd Haas. <laughs> Nobody, not many people know this, because I've known Tony for a while now, but the real reason he grew his hair into a ponytail like that is because Kevin O'Day wanted to pull it when he was banging it from behind. <laughs> Face down, ass up, Tony. Tony used to be an actor. Uh, apparently, he never figured out how to act funny. So Tony quit drinking, he quit doing drugs, and he quit smoking. Um, he said that at one point, he was addicted to quitting stuff. Did being funny have to be one of those things? Tony's been fired more times than anybody else that I know. Tony works for himself, and he's produced so many terrible comedy shows, he's fired himself three times. You're doing great. <laughs> uh, well, we all come back here in two more years when Tony throws himself another party for a 64. <laughs> Tony. Tony is the most shameless business person that I know. He's probably the only dude who's going to charge money to come to his funeral. <laughs> His poor wife, the only thing she's going to get after Tony dies is all the alcohol sales at half the door. Tony is so bad in bed, after 90 seconds his wife gave him the light. Wrap it up! No, but in all seriousness, Tony, you're a good guy. Um, it's been nice getting to know you over the years, and you can teach comedy to literally anybody who has $300. Keep it going for Jim Bambro. I feel I owe everybody an explanation here. Kevin O'Day used to be Tony's partner in this business. Just in case anybody else is going to make jokes about him. <laughs> okay, the next person coming up has a... What was that? I coughed, sorry. Uh, okay. The next person coming up, uh, I feel might be unfairly introduced because some people might think that she's a hooker or something. I just want to say, she's probably not. <laughs> Lee Hope! Thank you.
Yeah, I've only been here a few minutes and I already feel sexually assaulted. Because that's when I made eye contact with Ernie. Jesus Christ, you fat fucks. I feel like I'm in the middle of a dad bod competition. I bet you haven't seen your dicks in years. Or a vagina. I love how this roast was uh, described as the best comics in Phoenix, but that can't be true, because Michael Cardoza is here. <laughs> Speaking of things that shouldn't be in public, Jonathan Gregory. You ugly fuck. You look like a caveman. I can't believe that you're married. What did you do to propose to her, hit over the head with a club? Your marriage is sponsored by Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> Speaking of things I can't forget, Mike Ramsey. Beautiful. Um, I don't want to say to give up on yourself, Mike, because it looks like your arteries are going to make that choice for you. <laughs> Ramsey, you pregnant hippo. <laughs> You're the only guy I know that shops in the maternity section. Mike Ramsey and bestiality have a lot in common. They're both gross, but someone's into it. His name is Mike Ramsey. Uh, speaking of a beast, Ernie Green. Ernie and me go way back. He's one of the first comics that I ever met. And when I first met him, I was like, damn, you look like a peeled potato. Full of insecurity. Ernie, you look like you survived a late-term abortion. Who knew you were impervious to the suction of a dust, uh, dust devil? I'd rather get an STD than talk to Ernie. Because at least I'd be getting sex. And still not talking to Ernie. Fucking Christ, Ernie, when it comes to hitting on women, there are cancers less aggressive than you. <laughs> Speaking of cancer, Abhinav Goyal. Abhinav, you're just the epitome of unfuckable. You couldn't keep a pussy wet with a hose. You're so sexually boring, uh, your dick yawns when you masturbate. Tragic. <laughs> I've never met someone so determined to be famous, but so naturally ungifted. You're like a year away of changing your name to Kardashian and having a black dick inside of you. someone who's had a ton of black dick, DJ Payne. <laughs> Fucking DJ, the only time your dick smells like a pussy is when you fuck a can of tuna. <laughs> you insecure little bitch. You're six foot six with a cock of a seven month old baby. 
If your dick were any smaller, it'd be telling Pinocchio to wish upon a star. <laughs> Speaking of tiny cocks, little Miss Danny Garcia. <laughs> you little bitch. You look like a vampire with AIDS. You're the only vampire that gets his DNA from biting down on a truck driver's penis. <laughs> the last time you had sex with a pussy, you fucked Abanov. <laughs> Look at yourself, Danny, you're a drunk. It's like your asshole and stomach are competing with which can hold more fluids. <laughs> but you're so insecure when you're beat off you're afraid your dick's gonna leave you for another man. <laughs> Speaking of another man, Tony Bissick, the light of my life. You're not ready. You were really big in the 80s and I feel like you should have died in the 80s. <laughs> Tony's sex life is a lot like his comedy shows. He's really good at promoting himself but when it comes to the performance it's understated. <laughs> the only reason Tony's marriage worked is because he can, because Shirley can still fuck his poor boyfriend. Nailed it. I'm getting drunk. Someone give me a fucking shot. Thank you. Tony, you look like a liberal arts professor who fingers his students. But I really am lucky to found your class. It's a really good place to become a hacky 80s comic. <laughs> so beautiful. Uh, but what I like about Tony's class is that it's a safe space for his kids. And by uh, kids, I mean sperm. <laughs> and safe space, I mean Danny's mouth. <laughs> Tony, I love you. Thank you. Good job, Lee. Keep, keep it going for Lee. Okay, Lee, everybody else. Mike gets it. Ernie gets it. I get it. We're fat. <laughs> I am trying to do something about it, though. You realize how fat you are. <laughs> Actually, I, I am trying to lose weight. Is anybody else? Really, it seems like there should be more. <laughs> Welcome to the dais. Now, everybody, uh, again, uh, let's bring up Mr. Amanoff Doyle. Doyle. <laughs> Can we just have Floyd go back to special people's home? <laughs> All right, my name's Amanoff Doyle. First, let's see how we're gonna roast this. I think I'm gonna start with Floyd himself, actually. <laughs> Floyd, you know, I really respect you and your political activism for equality and taking down Trump on Facebook, but if you spent half as much time writing jokes as you do those political Facebook posts, you'd be like a touring headliner by now. And <laughs> <laughs> beer rooms. And yes, yes, and beer rooms. <laughs> we're not giving you A's yet. Um, Ernie, so Ernie's a good friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> surprising, right? Ernie has friends. <laughs> and the first 
first time I met Ernie, like the first thing he said to me was Buffalo, as if that was supposed to explain everything about him. And it did. Ernie's like a baby bald buffalo from Buffalo. Like Ernie, you need to lose some weight, man. Those boxing classes really haven't paid off. But Ernie's other thing that he said to me was WWE. I was like, oh, cool, he likes the WWE. And I, he's also a virgin. Um, he told me his favorite wrestler was like a guy named King Kong Bundy, who, if you guys don't know, was so fat, he beat Hulk Hogan by sitting on him. Which is how Ernie gets all of his girlfriends. <laughs> But when I first met Lee, like, Lee told me her spirit animal was a cat. And I didn't realize how, like, uh, serious she was about this until she started hitting on my brother. My younger brother. That lady's a straight-up cougar. <laughs> and one of the things that impressed me about Lee is that every night she has a date. But it's only a first date. She never has a second date. And I didn't understand until I found out she's a man-eating cougar. She literally just salt and peppers these dudes and eats them. <laughs> Which is why she didn't date Ernie, because she wasn't sure if she could eat him before he ate her. <laughs> and we all know, Lee's a whore. Uh, the only person who's had more dicks inside of him than Lee is uh, Danny. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's be real, when you say about a guy who you've never met sober, like, do you ask him questions like, what does water taste like? <laughs> do you know how to spell cirrhosis? <laughs> how many dicks have you had inside of you? <laughs> like, stop me when I get there, is it like 100, 200, 300? Like, you're passing Lee at 300, 400. <laughs> you can stop me anytime, like, if you don't stop me, that's fine. I don't want to know. I'll take it. Um, let's see, who else did I have? Michael Cardoza. So, I don't really know Michael all that well, except for that my 12-year-old cousin called, he wants his clothes back. <laughs> Stop dragging his style. Um, and by the way, your name is Michael Cardoza. That's badass. Stop being like Justin Bieber and be more like Antonio Banderas. Like, that's badass stuff. Like, I'll get you a sword, you can walk around. Just carving C's in everybody's back, just like, Cardoza, Cardoza. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fuck my um, Let's see. Who else is left? Oh, I had DJ. Um, I didn't really write anything for DJ because I don't care about DJ. <laughs> Actually, my brother wrote one for you. It was uh, the zoo called. They want their orangutan back. <laughs> your trainer says he misses you and to bring your cousin Mike Ramsey with you. <laughs> Uh, oh, and Josh Graves, I don't, I also don't really know you, but you seem like a nice guy, you seem like you've got some good jokes, like, just keep, keep at it, maybe you'll be famous one day. Um, and stay away from DJ, he's been wanting to, like, peel your banana this entire time we've been Um, Mike Ramsey, Mike Ramsey's motto in life is arrive, offend, and leave. 
He really should change it to arrive, run five miles, lose some weight, and then leave. <laughs> start with one. Start with whatever. Just start moving, dude. Well, you, you and DJ need to stop eating the comedian's bananas. Leave that for Lee. Banana, penis, whatever. Um, Jonathan Gregory. So we all know Jonathan. He's like a pretty funny guy, kind of creepy, but otherwise, good guy. Uh, Jonathan's created a habit as of late. Every Sunday at midnight, he video chats me. And the first time I answered, I thought it'd be like a normal thing, like he'd just be drunk, saying some stupid shit, like we've all done before. Uh, I answered, and he was wearing assless chaps and nothing else. Which wasn't that bad, except for the fact that the entire time I was I was on that video call with him, he was just eating pudding and maintaining an erection. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? If you wanted that, you should have gone to Danny. He's into that sort of kinky stuff. Like, you've already ruined pudding for me. Don't ruin erections, too. <laughs> and Tony. He's the birthday boy. Come on, give it up. Mr. Bacchichi. So I really respect Tony, and in my culture, in Indian culture, we're taught to respect our elders and our teachers, and he fulfills both of that. He's ancient, like what, you're turning 102 this year? <laughs> like, I got the walker outside for you and some of Jonathan's pudding, too. Uh, and he's my comedy teacher. He taught me that uh, a lot of comedians before shows have like a pre-show ritual. Like Jonathan likes to drink beer, Lee likes to suck dick, and... <laughs> Well, Tony, he, he, he's got a new one. He likes to come up to me backstage before I go on, before I perform, lock eyes with me, and masturbate. <laughs> For the others of you who can't imagine this, I'll give you a little example. It kind of goes like this. With that sound effect, like he sounds like a horse having a seizure, dude. Like, don't do that during sex. You might scare Shirley away, too. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I thought that was like a coincidence at first, and he was just, he just thought I was Danny or something, but he kept doing that. And I've now realized that he just takes advantage of Indian boys. That's why you see no other Indians up here. So Tony, uh, I, I hope that you have more students sign up for your sexual harassment classes at ComedySchoolsRadio.com. Uh, and happy birthday. Enjoy being 102. Thank you for everything you've done. All right, all right. Keep it going one more time, just really quick. Now, a couple of people have already uh, said something about my, my next friend, the next comics wait, and I just want to let you know him and I were talking earlier, and he's actually doing something about it. He's doing the almond challenge. Has anybody heard about yeah, he was explaining to me how it works. You're supposed to eat 12 almonds a day. And I said, yeah, but it doesn't make sense because it seems like it cancels itself out with the amount of candy bars that you're eating to get to the 12 almonds. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike Ramsey. Well, 
us an honor to be up here surrounded by so many talented comedians and DJ Payne. <laughs> you gotta give it up for DJ. He came all the way out here from Charlottesville. I <laughs> uh, know, thank God you plowed through some crowds to get here. <laughs> If you haven't noticed, he is high as shit right now. <laughs> DJ's been stoned more times than Avanov's girlfriend. <laughs> I wrote that five minutes ago because you took my tiki torch joke. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't know your girlfriend's name. I was assuming it was Sandy. <laughs> Josh Graves is here. Josh, I've known my whole comedy career. Josh is ashamed to admit that he carries a 9mm. He's mostly embarrassed because he doesn't own a gun. You say his dick small. Yes. <laughs> and I, I wanted to learn more about Josh, so I asked Google, who is Josh Graves? And he's like, I don't know, ask Yahoo. <laughs> then Jim Bambro is here. Jim, I recently found out, likes to sleep naked. I don't really care about it, but it seemed to bother a lot of people that were on the same flight. <laughs> Not for nothing, but Jim is so ugly when he jerks off, even his hand falls asleep. <laughs> no, it wasn't a 50-year-old joke. Uh, then we have Danny Garcia. Did a great job tonight. Thank you for opening up so good. I'm, I'm glad he did so good and that he was actually able to make it tonight. He almost couldn't make it, but thankfully he followed the yellow brick road. <laughs> Danny, you really like fine art. You're colorful, you're oily, and most people would like to see you hanging in their living room. <laughs> Go back to Avanon. Avanon makes all these jokes that he's Indian because he's embarrassed to admit he's actually Muslim. <laughs> it's hard to hide the fact you're, that you're Muslim when your rap name is Two Planes. <laughs> By the way, somebody, somebody set me up a drink, so thanks to Bill Cosby, wherever he's at. <laughs> Avanoff was really excited when he came to the show tonight. He thought he died and gone to heaven because he was surrounded by virgins up here. <laughs> My absolute favorite comedian, Jonathan Gregory, is here tonight. I love Jonathan. Jonathan believes any dog can be a service dog if you have enough peanut butter. <laughs> Jonathan is known in the comedy circuit as Batman because he usually shows up unexpectedly and he's responsible for his parents' death. <laughs> now we come to the unfortunate part of the show where Ernie Green is here. <laughs> I can't follow that. 
Now, Ernie admits he doesn't have a good relationship with his father. Ernie's dad is a pastor who's responsible for taking away Ernie's beliefs and his virginity. <laughs> Ernie claims he's a Republican, but being from Buffalo, I can't believe he would like anything that's white right. <laughs> it's football season. That needed to be said. <laughs> And Ernie, I really can't, like, why do you not understand you can never get a girl? No girl is interested in having sex in the backseat of your house. <laughs> Michael Cardoza is here. He did a good job. Michael Cardoza dates girls so young, every time he takes one out, an Amber Alert goes off. Oh my God. <laughs> Josh Graves works with special needs people, so I appreciate you allowing Michael to have his Make-A-Wish completed tonight. <laughs> uh, I was trying to look it up. Tony, how long have you been clean and sober now? 32 years. What a shame. <laughs> the ironic part is, 32 years, that's the last time Floyd Haas wrote a new joke. <laughs> I'm not saying Floyd's act is old and boring, but more people pass out on you than Bill Cosby. <laughs> I love you, Floyd. <laughs> you look like Steven Seagal if he drowned. <laughs> that's the best one of the night. And then we come to the lovely Lee Houck. She absolutely killed it tonight. Nice job tonight. But her doing really good tonight is no surprise. Lee comes from Germany, where roasting people is a national pastime. It is ironic that you're from Germany because this lineup is a complete sausage fest. <laughs> I always wanted to date Lee, but I blew my chance. She once told me that she was really into choking, so I bought her an Atlanta Falcons jersey. <laughs> Miscommunication, it happens. And I know it's been said a lot, but Lee is rumored to have a thing for comics. I'm not saying she's had sex with a lot of comics, but her lower back tattoo is a notepad. <laughs> and now we come to the man of the hour, the grandfather of comedy, Tony Bissick. Now you hear about all these famous comedy clubs in LA and New York, and Tony was running a comedy show out in Oklahoma. Tony bombed so bad his opener was Timothy McVeigh. Can you see my shirt? <laughs> and Tony is married to his lovely wife, Shirley. Shirley said it was, for her, it was love at first sight as she's always had a soft spot for antiques. Tony sold that the only joints he ever rolls now are his ankles. <laughs> Tony sold the protesters in Virginia tore down his statue. <laughs> 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 but 
But I do have to say in closing, Tony, the greatest thing I can do is be on stage making people laugh. And I do have you to thank you for that. Yes. I very much appreciate that. And for offering your classes and helping us all learn the craft of comedy and obviously proving tonight how good we've become thanks to you. All of us owe you a great bit of gratitude. Because your class prices are fucking expensive. <laughs> Happy birthday, Seth. Keep going for Mike Ramsey. <laughs> Got a string. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard everybody talk about him, so let's hear him talk about everybody else. <laughs> Mr. Ernie Green. One more time for Floyd. <laughs> Floyd, you dirty old man. You're so old, the first time you got roadheaded, it was in a covered wagon. You're obsessed with celebrities. You're infatuated with the Kardashians to the point you're almost gone brain dead. You're like Lamar Odom. <laughs> By the way, I love you guys on stage. Uh, I love you guys on stage making fun of me by using my own jokes. Yeah. There are, <laughs> shut up, Anna. There are so many hacks on stage, Shaquille O'Neal's about to shoot two free throws. What a bunch of pathetic human beings on stage. I haven't seen a bigger bunch of losers since the Buffalo Bills last played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many wet blankets up here, FEMA's about to drop a thousand pounds of rice on this place. <laughs> you know what day is ugly when they bring Mike Ramsey in for eye candy. Uh, Mike, you put the full in frightful. You drive more women's vaginas as menopause. Mike hasn't seen a pussy in four years. That's when he last worked at PetSmart. Mike being here means a bridge is missing its stroll. Speaking of trolls, Lee Hawk is here. Lee likes to say things like ew and boo every time she sees me on social media. Yeah, grow up, Lee. The only women more immature than you are the ones being held captive in R. Kelly's basement. I'm just kidding, Lee. You know, I really like you. In fact, you're the exact type of woman I could take home to my mother because she's brain dead and has no sense of smell. <sighs> here. DJ, you look like Shrek fuck vanilla ice. <laughs> DJ runs a pool company and he's the only pool boy who makes desperate housewives fantasize about fucking their husbands. You are so miscast and out of place in your role, the GOP is going to run you for president in 2020. Josh Graves is here. Josh worked with special ed kids which must be easy for him, given he's from Arkansas. Ah, you inbred heck. You captured more extra chromosomes than a biochemist. John and Gregory is here. John, you weirdo. You're creepy, scare women, and say the most horrific things. You're like Donald Trump on the excess Hollywood bus. Evan Boyle is here. Nice of you to take time out of your busy schedule of always writing about Indians to be here. 
Mix it up, Damanov. The only person who used Indians for personal gain more than you is Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Danny Garcia is here. Danny, you drunk bastard. You're the only person who graduated high school with a higher B BAC than GPA. <laughs> Michael Cardoza. Michael is the only Mexican Trump supporter. You're more confused than Kylie Jenner on Father's Day. <laughs> Jim Bambright, you look like Martha Graff after a stroke. And now it's the man of the hour, Tony. Give it up for him. I am honored to be a part of history tonight. I've never roasted someone who hasn't been relevant in 20 years. Maybe next year we can roast the guy who sang Mambo Number no. 5. You long-winded asshole. I haven't seen so much hot air crash and burn since the Hindenburg. <laughs> you bitch when someone runs a light, yet you haven't told a story in under five minutes since 1992. <laughs> You're a fan of the Grateful Dead, which is fitting because you look like Jerry Garcia with anorexia. <laughs> look at you, you ugly, ugly man. You look like a hippie fucked a frog. You frugal bastard. How is it possible you take $300 from 20 to 30 people every month and you only own two t-shirts? <laughs> Jokes aside, Tony, you're a great man. You've helped so many people out, including myself, and I can't thank you enough. You're a good, smart man, which is very odd because you're from Missouri, and they're usually victims of incest. Thank you very much. Holy shit, was I the only one that didn't study Greg Peralta before they came to the roster? <laughs> well, I started doing this about six years ago, and uh, the next guy I'm going to bring up is going to be the last guy I'm going to bring up, well, the next to the last guy I'm going to bring up, and he was one of the veterans when I started, Mr. Jonathan Gregory. <laughs> I want to thank all you beautiful people here of Tempe for coming out and wasting your fucking time this evening. <laughs> You're supposed to accomplish something to be roasted. So it was really hard for me to come up with stuff for Tony tonight. Um, and I didn't write anything for these fuckers at the plastic tables, you know. <laughs> but I, I got a speech here. I, Wrote and is ready here for Tony Vistic, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tony! <laughs> it's 
like one of those uh, Tony's brand frozen pizzas you get at the grocery store. <laughs> He's cheap, greasy, and two dollars off with promo code Tony. <laughs> He told me all the stories about being on the road, staying in shitty motels, begging to get paid, getting chased out of crap towns. Now that I've been hitting the road, traveling around, I'm finding out none of these things are true. <laughs> these things don't happen to people that have talent. <laughs> Page number two. <laughs> but I gotta, I gotta give it up for Tony. Now he has a podcast. <laughs> Being in front of 50 people on a Friday night at the Tempe Center for the Arts wasn't enough for Tony. Now he dragged two of those 50 people to be with him every Friday morning. <laughs> Give it up for the sound guy and his wife, everyone. <laughs> Tony, you're like Papa Smurf. Minus the charm plus the hepatitis C. <laughs> now that I think about it, you're just a short guy with hepatitis C. <laughs> What's the proper thing? What do you like? Midget? Short person? What's your thing? What pisses you off? It's okay. Danny DeVito? Horse jockey? What's okay to say? You're a manager. Try that. <laughs> Tony was given the choice. Either live in Maricopa or live in the homeless shelter. Today, living in Maricopa, he regrets his decision. <laughs> Maricopa's known for smelling like cow shit. So now, cow shit is the second shittiest thing in Maricopa. And it's no coincidence that after Tony moved there, the prices of land in Maricopa plummeted. I, I read it wrong, okay, Tony? It's a lot better the way I wrote it. I'm just kidding, read it. I try to act like I didn't write this shit right before I came here tonight. <laughs> Tony moved from Los Angeles to Scottsdale to Maricopa. Next stop's North Korea. <laughs> well, there might be someone that he is taller than. <laughs> but he's definitely going to still be the smallest dick in the room. <laughs> Page three. <laughs> Tony Visick and R. Kelly are the exact opposite. R. Kelly pees on people. People urinate on Tony. <laughs> and he pays him to do it. <laughs> What's the difference between Anna Nicole Smith and Tony? I'm going to read this one and make sure it's right. 
What sucked Hollywood dick to further their career? The other one died of a drug overdose. <laughs> but Tony is sober. Over 30 years sober. Now give it up for him. Tony's one of those rare cases where if he was to relapse, his life would actually get better. <laughs> rip on the guy. Now we're going to bring up the, uh, well, the man of the hour here. And uh, no more jokes aside, I, I know a lot of the other people here uh, uh, had the same experience that I did. Tony is somebody who, who is not related to me, for somebody that's not related to me, made more of a change in my life than anybody else. Please welcome this guy, Tony Disson. not to come here tonight to this shit. <laughs> These people are on this show because they, they can't get on another show. And, uh, <laughs> so they have, can I be on this show? Because it's either this or sit home jacking off in a trailer. So um, we did this, um, we did this uh, 10, 11 years ago. I had a theater in Scottsdale and we did it and uh, then, and they all had a good time. And then when I got up and roasted them, like half of them quit the class crying. So, <laughs> Because not only are they funny, they're a bunch of fucking pussies. I'll tell you that. Cry baby. You know, I'm going to go home with hurt feelings. Like, well, no should have told a bit of fucking joke. Fucking I'm going to go home and buy a gun and practice shooting shit. He's going to build a big scarecrow in his backyard with a backwards hat. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. I'm He's not from India, but he's like as fucking dumb as if he was from India. You mentioned baseball. He goes, I don't know what that is. Is it on a computer? So, um, <laughs> he hadn't realized what a big whore you were. So, uh, <laughs> that's where you know you're getting old. When you run a class, you don't know who the whore is. <laughs> you're a young guy running a class, you know, because, you know, they're banging you to get a break on it, you know? A couple of the other guys come up and ask if I could just lower your tuition. I didn't realize it's because you were blowing them. <laughs> He blew Ernie, but Ernie didn't know it. He's so fucking fat. <laughs> he thought a mosquito had bit his nuts. <laughs> we don't usually do these kind of shows. Because <laughs> I got a contract here and it's a city place, but uh, you know, we can always do them outside. I'm glad that Floyd's here uh, because it keeps him off the streets and shit. And if he's not here, at least he's not bugging me on my phone every five fucking minutes. If I put him on a show, I don't have to fucking go out fucking Floyd's ass and another stupid goddamn question. Don't you hate the Kardashians and Trump? Yes, I do, Floyd. I still do. Five minutes later, do you really? Yes, I do. <laughs> Bruce 
Bruce Jenner go shut the fuck up? You're an old man. Knock it the fuck off. Why are you talking about Justin Bieber? Are you weird, man? Justin Bieber. Just, you know, right, man. But, you know, fuck Danny and have him, you know, dress up like Justin Bieber. You'll be fine. I've never seen a man your age so obsessed with Justin Bieber my whole goddamn life. Hey, Justin Bieber. You know, why are you masturbating? <laughs> We used to put Jim Bamber on a lot of shows, and then we quit, and the reason is obvious, I think. <laughs> About two minutes in, you might ask, did he pay just to be on the fucking show? <laughs> the fuck's the deal? Look at his hair. He looks like a white buckwheat. Okay! And they funny my ponytail. Give it the fuck up. Call in like a normal fucking loser like you are. Like a married IT guy. He's living at Scottsdale. We're okay, fuck you. <laughs> I actually talked to a guy at the improv once. He said, keep doing it, pal. So we do it. <laughs> Michael Cardoza, I didn't realize how ill you look till I see you from a distance. <laughs> show, ladies and gentlemen. some fucking money for that. This guy, Josh Graves, uh, uh, I hired him when I used to, I used to run an office at the Tempe Improv and he used to sell weed out of the back of it. <laughs> and then he stole someone's sunglasses and still claims that he didn't. And I kept firing him, but he was too high to realize it. So he kept showing up. And I go, I fired you. I know. <laughs> He kept showing he needed a ride to jail one time. That's a, <laughs> after that, we felt bad for him, so we hired him back. <laughs> then one day, though, he started doing shows for a guy who stole money from me, and I went, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, why would you hire me? I go, because you're working for someone who stole from me. He goes, I don't understand why that makes any difference. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know, man. I just started wearing shoes yesterday. I don't know. I'm from Arkansas, Alabama. I'm from an A state. I don't know. Uh, hey, you want to buy some weed, motherfucker? I don't want to buy weed. Just make the phone calls for the free tickets. I get free tickets? No. You call people and give them free tickets. He's so stupid, we were giving away free tickets and made him fucking pay for them. <laughs> Andy Garcia, I've never seen you funnier. I don't think I ever will again. <laughs> Every time I watch you on stage, you go, if he wants to keep paying, he wants to keep paying. I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> Your podcast is the only podcast that let fewer people listen to it than mine. <laughs> we, had a, we had a guy who was going to uh, advertise on our podcast once. We were just all real quiet and shit going, yeah, okay. And, uh, <laughs> and then the guy asked how many people listen, and Shirley actually told him, and that fucking blew that. Because <laughs> we had almost seven yesterday. Like, oh. <laughs> 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 
more people listen to that podcast when we have the door open in the office building we're at. <laughs> I'm roasting myself now. <laughs> I tell people, hey, we got a podcast. They go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we now have a record streak of having five weeks in a row where the comic that was supposed to call in went, I'm not fucking calling in. <laughs> I mean, comics that suck. I mean, com comics that work the house of comedy. That's how fucking bad they are. <laughs> I wish Tom Sims was here because he's an idiot. <laughs> the Tempe Improv threatens people to make them come to their show. They call me on the phone. You better fucking show up, motherfucker. Stand Up Live will pay you to see their shows. Rick Bronson's up there. There's less people than there are that are in the Northwest Mommy Canadian place where he's from, and Tom Sims opened a fucking comedy club. <laughs> so I would suggest all you guys get booked in it now, because it won't make any difference if you're funny or not, because nobody will fucking be there. <laughs> I'd like to say something about DJ Payne, but it'd all be a lie. <laughs> Uh, DJ is, uh, you know, the problem with DJ is that he, he's like, he wants to come off tough, but he's actually uh, uh, queer. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> look at him, for Christ's sake, you're a fucking mess. <laughs> you think that this looks good. <laughs> for you're almost 40 years old, you dress like you're six. You live in a house when you're proud that you bought a house. You own a house in Mason, make fun of me for where the fuck I live? <laughs> we didn't know better. Maricopa was a new town. Mason's been around for a while. <laughs> and you were here. And in Mason, when he moved in, people went, there goes the fucking neighborhood. <laughs> Meth dealers left. They go, hey, it's good, it's over. <laughs> I'd make fun of Mike Ramsey, but just look at him. <laughs> look at him. That's all you have to do. Look at that. Look at him. He's got to look at his face like, put a wiener in here right now. Right. <laughs> he writes his jokes at a bus station. <laughs> Spends time in a men room. That's how he gets money for gas. <laughs> I, you know what? I would like to say that everything everybody said about Ernie tonight is, is lie, but it's not. It was all fucking true. I, I never more heard more on it. I never saw a man angrier in my entire fucking life who wants to do comedy than Ernie Green. <laughs> when you look at him, he looks like he's homicidal. He goes, oh, people are looking at me. <laughs> he used to stand on stage and just bark. He didn't even do comedy. Roof, 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 and, and he still had hair. And every time he told a joke, a little more would fall out. It was like his jokes had radiation in him and shit. Jesus, Ernie. Give it the fuck up. <laughs> Take up archery. Be the target. <laughs> I get it, did I fucking miss anybody? Floyd? No, I didn't. I got it. Fuck, I didn't guess. I got, didn't I? I said, I made phenomenal. I already made it. That's how much you hate Avanov. When I started talking about him, you fucking just stopped listening. <laughs> Jonathan Gregory's here um, because he owes me five bucks and doesn't have it. <laughs> Jonathan Gregory is probably the best comic in Phoenix, which ain't saying shit, I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's like 
one of those things you'll be able to think about later when you're pumping gas in Oregon. <laughs> not only, not only will you be like a punch drunk boxer, I had 49 fights and it took a dive. You'll be like a punch drunk comic. I had worked Rick Brunson's house of comedy like seven times. I was the most requested feature act ever. <laughs> Tony Vizzy used to headline me. Who the fuck is Tony Vizzy? That's what they'll say. You'd be in Oregon pumping fucking gas. Just come home, your wife just staring at you like you disgusting piece of shit. You had promise. <laughs> oh, fuck. Just cut your hair and fucking put on a tie and fuck. He teaches, he's, a, he's like almost 50 years old and, and he teaches boxing at the Y. That's what the man, he's a married man, and he teaches boxing at the Scottsdale Y to a bunch of fucking scared old fucking up men who live up in Greyheart going, you know what, we'll get those illegal immigrants back. <laughs> we, we have guns, we're gonna learn boxing, and we're gonna vote Republican. You're just going, yeah, oh, Jesus fucking crazy. How many times a day do you think about shooting yourself? Three, six, nine? <laughs> hey. You know, I, I, I gotta say this, okay? Like, uh, we did do this like 11 years ago, and, and the surprise thing was just doing what I did. A lot of people got their feelings hurt, uh, but these people uh, have no feelings. So uh, they don't look at them, they're fucking emotional nubs. Uh, but some were in my class at one time, like uh, Jim Bambro was in my class at one time, and Josh Graves was in my class at one time, you know, Floyd was, uh, Ernie was, uh, Mike, we don't even, not, not very well. And uh, it was like, and when he said, I can't do it anymore, we went, okay, okay. <laughs> he was eating a donut, I don't know what the fuck he was saying. He was just trying to get enough jokes to fucking get a laugh at the OA meeting. <laughs> and, and the rest of them, uh, DJ, uh, you know, DJ, uh, we, we do do this podcast on Friday mornings, and we don't really care. Sometimes a lot of people listen, sometimes no one listens, but uh, we have an incredible amount of fun. I never, when I, I, DJ, I don't know him that, I didn't know him that well. He said he wanted to come in an intern, and then we put him on the mic, and uh, I've done a lot of radio shows. Uh, I've done a lot of them as a guest. I've done a lot of them on my own radio show. I'm having more fun than I've ever had just talking to this guy every Friday morning about whatever we want to talk about. It's what you want to do when you do something like this. You go, I want to do whatever I want. Then you find out you can't because the club wants you to wear clean or the headliner says no or the TV show they're putting you on wants you wear a fucking silly hat or something and you don't get to fucking do what you want but we get to do what we want every Friday morning and I want to thank you for it. Let's hear it for you, Jay. Mike Ramsey, I think, is one of the funniest one-liner writers I have ever met outside of Los Angeles or New York. You live in Arizona. If you lived in another city, it would be rougher, it'd be tougher, but I think you could do something with this. He's also one of the best promoters. He, he, there's shows that he's not even on. I go, Mike, I need help promote this show. And he goes, all right, and he goes to work on it, and he's always helpful, and we appreciate him tons. He's a funny guy. Let's give him a hand. Famous, I think Abhinav is going to be famous. I really do. I've never seen anybody work harder in my life. I've never seen anybody who doesn't, like, when he doesn't understand something. Like, if someone like me, DJ, doesn't understand something, which goes fucking stupid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid. And we move on. Fuck that shit. Stupid. Abhinav actually learns. I learn watching Abhinav learn. I go, that's how you learn. Because I didn't pay attention. I'm not paying attention now. I have no idea. <laughs> He pays attention and listens. He asks questions. 
they piss you off because you go, oh, those are real questions. You know? Not just like, hey, how did I get booked into the comedy spot? That stupid fucking shit. Like Bambro used to ask. Should I be nice to the guy or not nice to the guy? Should I wear my hair lower or higher? Should I look like Bert or Ernie? I don't fucking know. intelligent questions designed to get answers and it bugged me because it's a fucking comedy class for Christ's sake in Tempe. So, um, but uh, uh, his writing is wonderful and, and I, 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 I predict great things for him. So let's give him a hand. <laughs> Ernie, Ernie Green has uh, uh, stuck with me uh, uh, for no, apparent, no reason. Uh, Ernie, Ernie is like Mike, only with not hair. And... Uh, <laughs> Ernie has been, uh, uh, has championed what we've done, and uh, you know, if you teach a comedy class, uh, people hate you. It's a, you know, people, what the fuck is that, motherfucker? You know, because most people that are doing comedy are, are fucking retarded, and uh, they are their brain damage. They're brain damaged alcoholics who compulsively masturbate all day. That's who most comics are. They just jack off, and then they write three things on paper and go, I should be famous. So if you teach a class, we might have to learn something. They hate that shit because that makes it where they actually have to do something. And uh, Ernie has always been one who's uh, stood up for all of that and, uh, you know, has helped me run classes. Uh, he's helped me run some classes in the ground. Um, <laughs> he, he's, helped me run, he's helped me with the business and uh, he sold me Affleck once, so I'm still pissed off about that. I'm doing this for you. I go, I'm doing this for you. But after six months, you get another fucking... Yeah, I said, if you get one more person to sign up, I'm going to drop it. And after six months, he goes, I got one more customer. So I fucking got rid of it. But uh, <laughs> he's a good man, and he's a funny guy, despite what you saw tonight. Let's hear it. <laughs> Floyd Haas. No one knows this about Floyd, uh, but uh, he actually is married to a woman. So... Uh, <laughs> She's on a lot of medication. <laughs> Floyd um, helped me save my house, which I don't know whether to thank him or punch him. <laughs> I, a lot of people know, I bought a house in America. I was doing really well until I met these people. And uh, I had a house in Los Angeles, and I had a theater, and I bought a house as an investment out here. And then, uh, thank God that the economy collapsed when it did, because I was in the shitter on my own. <laughs> And I went, this was embarrassing. And then when the whole country collapsed, I said, good, nobody will notice. I can blame it on fucking Bush or whoever, not just a couple of bad ideas I had. <laughs> and I, they were going to take the house eventually. They told me, you know, they, were, they weren't in a hurry. They go, they go, it's not like we'll be able to sell it anytime soon. But Floyd actually came to me and goes, I can help you save this house and, 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 and get your mortgage cut in half and all this kind of stuff, and he did, you know, and uh, um, I, we make fun of Maricopa, you can make fun of Maricopa, you go ahead, I got a $600 mortgage, you go fuck yourselves, uh, and, uh, and our grandkids are out there all the time, and Shirley and I have a great life out there. I did do a lot of coke, so it doesn't matter if Maricopa smells like shit, because I can't smell. I also enjoy New York City in the summer, and most of their jokes. Because I can't smell. <laughs> but Floyd helped save our house, and uh, um, uh, that's about all you can say about him, actually. <laughs> all right. 
I think I, I don't know, did I make fun of you, Jim? Yes. Did I, no. I did, I made, did I, make, I made fun of your fucking hair, you know? You make fun of my hair and then you walk in like that. <laughs> I will say this, I've known for only where, I don't know if I've had an influence on Phoenix Comedy. We've had people who've done well. We've had a couple people went to prison. Uh, <laughs> but they do well in prison now. Because he's a funny guy, don't kill him, just have him blow me. That's, um, but I have had a great influence on fashion. <laughs> Look, the, I, I started wearing black t-shirts a number of years ago, because someone bought me three for something, and then I bought, and I went, this is fine, and now this entire city dresses like a shitty fucking judge <laughs> on, on the fucking, whatever that show was with the Simon Cowell. You know, so if I didn't make them funny, I did find them a way to dress for they're not too embarrassed. I just want to thank all of you for coming out. I appreciate it. I appreciate the Tempe Center of the Arts. Let's hear it for all these people because they worked really hard on this. We're done. Thank you very much. It was so Good night. <laughs>